3: This is Danny and Dusty.
0: Meringutang is gonna be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All those with monkey sounds in there are called good. The old like Danny Meringue Pie? Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah. This is gonna be awesome. The fan. Good afternoon! Happy Monday, everybody. Dusty Hera, I am back. Still no meringue as he's recovering. Um, we will check in with him today. At some point. At some point. But I'm back from the from the weekend. Did you have a great weekend? Jeff Rust is here.
1: Good weekend. Always. You yeah. had good weekend? Yeah, good. we went bowling Saturday afternoon. Did oh. a little cosmic bowling with the kids. Mm. Mm. Saw the guy next to us in the lane over. Got so hammered, he fell over. It took two of his friends to pick him up. At the bowling alley, Yeah, huh? on a Saturday afternoon. It was like Afternoon? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I got questions now. <laughs> yeah, he
1: had himself a nice little Saturday. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I've
0: got some questions about that. That's a, that is a... Were they, were they celebrating like a, a, a bachelor party or just a normal Saturday? It you wasn't got a feeling. bachelor
1: party because there was two ladies there with them, too. There was okay. a group of six. Uh, yeah. And they were all like bowlers like they had their little their like luggage with their ball and shoes and sure yeah it's a bag yeah yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) that's but all of them had shoes all of them and he was just uh that guy yeah he was that guy say sometimes we all get sometimes we're all that guy
1: yeah yeah at one point i turned around after doing one of my bowls and i saw Mm -hmm. him sitting there with basically passed out with his tongue hanging out of his mouth i thought he was gonna throw that's a
0: rough day yeah what was his uh lady friend like or was he not with I one.
1: don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. It All didn't right. appear that way. Times are tough for some people, you yes. know? Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: interesting. But, and look, I think coming out of this weekend, if you were to we were to take a guess on who would be seeing a guy uh, passing out and, and struggling to make it to his feet, it would have been me with that story. I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I went... I went with a group of, 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 of guys on a, uh, on a guys trip that we, we do every year, and it was not—we we didn't have that—we didn't have that situation. We were not at the bowling alley locally. Yeah.
1: Well, and usually on, you know, those big, those big guys weekends, too, there's usually, there's usually one— yeah, who no. Has a, who has a rough time?
0: No, nope, didn't we didn't find that one this this well this year. Um, <laughs> didn't have that, but uh, I am back from a very cold eastern Oregon, and it was a it was a damn fine trip, and uh, I I had a fantastic time. Uh, but I'm ready to be back, and I'm ready to sports on this on this great weekend. Excellent, or this great Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may be a little slow. I'm. I, it's been processing. Maybe a little off today, but we're. You know, I, I I I will. Charge on through, because it is a busy, 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 busy sports weekend. Yes. And vaulting out of that, we have NFL Free Agency is open. Um, We'll get to uh, all of the latest signings that will become official on Wednesday uh, should be noted. You cannot sign officially until Wednesday. These are just the legal tampering period. Yes. And then they get, like, the 48 hours to cool off, and then you put pen to paper on Wednesday. And that's when guys can start signing. Also, um, guys that are restricted free agents, a la Lamar Jackson, who has the non-exclusive franchise tag on Mm -hmm. him, he can't start his business until Wednesday. So if you're wondering, hey, what's going on with Lamar Jackson? Well, there it is. Uh, he's got to wait a couple more days before he can get his, uh, his dealings going. And we can learn a lot about that. And we will. We'll go over kind of what everything is going to shape up to be because the next couple of days here with this legal tampering period is when we can start getting an idea of the direction of teams either in the draft where they will go on, try to get in the trade market, or for a guy like Lamar Jackson, uh, teams that fill that quarterback hole on their roster, they're eliminating themselves from the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Um, And then we're going to also have um, a a lot of the conversation be about Aaron Rodgers and him uh, basically saying nothing. But Trey Wingo, I heard uh, in, in the reports that Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN, is now saying uh he's here and it's a done deal. Rodgers to the Jets. And remember, Wingo was the first guy to say he was going to meet with the Jets. So, um there may be something right along there. Uh on top of that, we have brackets that are out. Brackets. I'm here to tell you I just became a college basketball expert as I I got pen. Yeah. I've got three of my final four. I've yeah. one region that's given me hell. We'll talk about that. Right. My my brain d- cannot comprehend one of the regions in the men's basketball tournament. Um, I feel like we all have our ideas and our theories on how to fill out the, the perfect bracket, but it's one in nine point two quintillion. Your chances of getting filling out the perfect bracket. <laughs> it so is my. Let me. There's a chance. It is of my opinion that in the history of bracketeering, We've probably gotten pretty close to $9.2 filled out. I'm feeling pretty good. Somebody's got to do it. I think this year's the year, man. (laughs) I think I got it this year. This is going to be my year to get the perfect bracket. Because I feel there is no better feeling than when you just fly through filling out your bracket and you're like, I got this. Do you know how much college basketball I actually, like, dive in and I feel an expert in? 0.5%. Yeah. 0.5%. Because it's a tournament. Yes. These are college kids. I don't know. Bill Self literally just got out of the hospital. Yeah. And he's going to coach a one seed. I
1: I, I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do they do they rally around for coach, or yeah. is, or is it too much of a distraction? And the, they've got heavy hearts. With
0: the number one overall team in in, in
1: the in the uh, entire tournament, Alabama, yeah.
0: are the authorities going to find something? And Brandon Miller could end up in shackles head, <laughs> heading into the final yeah. four. I don't know. <laughs> this this year is bizarro world. Yes. And do I trust Purdue or Houston? Nope. Mm, nope.
1: Nope. that's just one of those, you don't have your typical blue chips in there. Yeah.
0: So this is what we're going to do. What We are going to go down and we can crowdsource. Everybody has their theories. I want to hear your theories on the Fantex line, 864 6326 on the best way to go about filling out the bracket. Um, because I, I have my own, and you guys and gals, we can put together our, not, we're not going to fill out a bracket live on the air, but we can give you the tools to be successful, and we all will have perfect brackets this year if you follow our advice. Because this is the year we're feeling
1: good. I'm feeling pretty good about mine.
0: I went through it in about five minutes. See how many of the teams have you watched in the field of 68 this year? Uh, quarter, uh, quarter of them. Oof, You've gotten eyes enough stretching it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have not watched much college yeah. basketball this year. I'll tell you what I do.
0: I go through – conference tournament week's a big week for me. Yeah. Conference tournament week is a big week for me going, oh. Wow. Huh. Okay. All right, Pitt. I don't know. Oh, North Carolina State is okay. They're good again. Yeah. That's good to see. That's me watching this past week of basketball. Yeah. It's mainly – I know the Pac-12. I know the West Coast Conference. And – uh, I have a very good feeling of of the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I know your top teams and everybody else is a. It's a pleasant surprise in yeah. conference tournament week.
1: Yeah, I knew I knew Purdue and Houston had been good pretty much all year, but yeah, they're not your typicals.
0: No, Kelvin Sampson though. Yeah, I love me when he's not cheating. That guy is a <laughs> great coach. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. When he's not getting caught cheating, there we go. he is a great <laughs> basketball coach. His teams are always good. Um, but uh, you have your gut that you have to trust here. Yes. All right. <clears throat> um, so all of a sudden, it's busy, and we haven't even gotten to the Blazers. Uh, three-game losing streak. Eesh. uh, If only anybody could have seen that coming. Right. Yep. Two and four on the six-game road trip. We'll digest where Portland is at right now. Uh, The injury to Damian Lillard and what that means for the hometown team moving forward. Um, Just as a reminder, we will be – Fan Mattis is back. It is presented by Laurelwood Brewing. It's a two-week event this year. Yes, we will be out at Alene's Sportsbook this Thursday and Friday for Fan Madness at the Stadium Sports Bar at ALNA. Uh, We'll be having our show out there, prime time with Isaac and Suka, broadcasting live from Alene both days. We're going to be watching games from the Alene Sportsbook. So come on down this Thursday and Friday. Okay, next week. Okay. Thursday, the 23rd, we will be at X-Golf Tualatin, and then Friday, March 24th, we are at X-Golf Vancouver, noon to 7. Both of those days, uh, we are going to watch games, and you can play in the X-Golf uh, St. Patty's Scramble. So Fan Madness, presented by Laura Wood Brewing Company. We brought it back and what we did is we made it bigger and better. Uh, Laurelwood Brewing Company, crafting community since 2001. Fad Madness, also brought to you by Video Only. So we'll see you Thursday and Friday at A. Go to 1080thefan.com for more information on that. Uh, also today, we are going to be giving away... I can't tell you how hard, how warm my heart is for this. Because we are giving away, in the 2 o'clock hour, listen for your cue to call 503-864-6326. We're giving away a pair of tickets to the Wu-Tang Clan and Nas. October 17th at Moda Center. Thanks to our, uh, our, our great partners at Live Nation. So, again, 2 o'clock hour. If you love Wu-Tang Clan or Nas, we'll be giving away a pair of tickets in the 2 o'clock hour for Wu-Tang and Nas all week long. So... We're just getting rolling. I'm excited for this week. This is one of my favorite weeks in all of sport. When you have got the NCAA tournament gearing up, it gets going. Those first two days are mayhem. They are carnage. Is it the best basketball? No, no. But you know what? It, it gets our hooks in all of us. We all care about college hoops all week long. This is where SmackTar, stop, bleh. Smack talk starts with your neighbors, your friends, everybody that you're in a bracket pool with. This is a fun week of sports. And then the fact that we have NFL free agency starting today and the playoffs are ramping up for well, some teams. Um, other teams have the sixth worst record in the NBA now after a two and four road trip. Bet you can't guess which team I mean on that one. But we have uh, a, a ton of sports this week. It's, we get drama, man. We get drama this week, and uh, that's all we want as sports fans. Also, I have got, I've got uh, thoughts on the World Baseball Classic. That's happening. Did you catch any of that this weekend? Happening. Did you catch that? No. Okay. (laughs) Not many people did. Yeah. Not surprised. Not many people did. I got a couple notes from that because we need to we need to take a long look. At the way that we treat uh, baseball as fans after what I've seen this past week. Okay. Okay. I've seen uh home run ball sharing, not fighting, sh- sharing. Wow. Okay. I've seen entire sections just going absolute nuts over a bat flip. Uh-huh. I've seen guys drinking beers out of shoes.
1: Ooh, that's never a good call. No. It's probably what Homeboy at the Bowling Alley was doing, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hopefully not a bowling (laughs) shoe.
0: But it's kicked up a notch. It's kicked up a notch. Um, So we got that to get to as well. Where we'll start this thing off, though. um, Let's go to the wild start of free agency with possibly the big, what I believe is the biggest signing so far. It's affecting some local products in a big way. Danny and Dusty on the fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? All right, How you can be part of the show, I'm really sorry. Like, Rufio, I know. I know the P1s, uh, we didn't go off the rails in that first segment, other than uh, Rust finding a guy passed out at the bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> in midday, too.
1: Yeah, it was funny, too, because when, when he went down, I was up there helping my six-year-old bowl, and she just goes, he falls, and she goes, You okay, big boy? <laughs> <laughs> wow how was that not part of the story already <laughs> it just struck me again just
0: d- just dropped it you okay big boy have you doing big boy you okay there big boy little big tree fall hard oh, was man. this
1: guy was this guy rolling when he fell over or what uh there there was yeah there was probably was about rolling? a half roll oh no yeah he was getting ready to uh and he dropped the ball yep at, right out of the the rack yeah and then he he fell over when he went to go pick up the ball
0: you okay, big boy? <laughs> yeah, that's that's fantastic. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, Rufio, I'm sorry we we didn't we didn't uh, go completely in the side of the mountain because Jeff Rust is holding things back, like <laughs> vital information, like his six year old saying, "Hey, you okay there, big boy?" <laughs> I just imagine her just like side eyeing him too, like, "Hey, it was it was pretty good." <laughs> Those are the best. Like, you know, um, had it not been for, you know, uh, Bill Cosby, Kids Say the Darndest Things was a great show. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what you got to say there? The kids are just like, they'll let you know exactly how they're feeling. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. That's great. I'm going to blame it on the time change. Yes. I'm going to go ahead, uh, blame it on the time change. Sounds good. In a foggy brain, um, but the time change it gets me every every year. That yeah. spring forward, it's the worst.
1: I don't know why it affects us so much because it's just a, it's a, it's an hour, you know. Yeah. It's I mean it's not like you're flying across the country and getting totally jet lagged, but yeah,
0: no, it's just uh, I don't know. I don't know. We do complain about it a little bit too much. I yeah, think. it's a, it is it's only an hour. Yeah, it's just kids don't care. No, they don't care. Yeah. They're just waking up whenever they want to wake up. Exactly. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's get to NFL free agency. It it is underway. The legal tampering period. Again, these guys can't sign until um, Wednesday. They put pen to paper. But we have seen a lot of names uh, coming off the board already in, in the free agent market. And there is one that... I saw that we're not talking trades here because the Aaron Rodgers trade, that's obviously going to be a big one. Austin Eckler, the running back for the Chargers, uh, he's trying to negotiate an extension with the team. And now he's going to be looking for a trade. Uh, That one's off the table. But I think there was one move already that uh, it, it made me perk up a little bit because... The San Francisco 49ers, I don't know where they find it in the couch cushions. Them and the Chiefs, man, it seems like they are continually signing guys to massive deals. And they go out today, and they pick up Javon Hargrave from the Philadelphia Eagles on a four-year, $84 million deal, $40 million of which is guaranteed, to have him go to San Francisco. Now you have two local guys, uh, one truly local, and uh, Samson Ibokum and Eric Armstead, the Oregon Duck product, uh, these guys are going to benefit greatly from having Hargrave on that defensive line. He joins a defensive line with Ibukum, uh Armstead, and Bosa. So you got Nick Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, Though That defensive line is going to be... Na- they were good in the first place. Now you still have Fred Werner, Dre Greenlaw behind them, and they are going to be a nightmare on teams in the front seven, and also what it does for for San Francisco is it it takes a, a little bit of a knock right off of the the defending NFC champion, the Philadelphia Eagles. That signing it, it's kind of getting glo- well, it's not kind of, it is definitely getting glossed over because it's kind of just getting shoved behind, you know, the Aaron Rodgers news, and then who's left on the board? But that one could pay the most dividends for two local guys and how the NFC uh, is going to be shaking out this year.
1: Well, yeah, and if there's one thing the 49ers really needed, the that, that defensive line was a big question mark, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but when the rich get richer, that's going to be a heck of a lot better when you're looking to... One thing that they are used to doing, whether it is Brock Purdy or Trey Lance is going to be their quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo is, is officially out of San Francisco now and he's going to uh The Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. But when he is is officially now gone, they're used to building a team that the offense is built to protect a quarterback in this decision making. Uh, but with either one of these, with either Purdy or um, Trey Lance, they're going to want to push the ball outside the numbers and down the field a little bit more. But they have been built with a defense in mind that is to protect a, a quarterback and if you can get stops and give that quarterback more opportunities and you have that faith, that's going to be the big one. And that's really and truly my biggest concern about Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas because I know that Jimmy G can distribute the ball to Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and Hunter Renfro. Um, he can't, and he can do it in a, a, a efficient way but not he's not a guy that can push the ball down the field vertically. What you you're not you're if your offense isn't going to be taking shots, you have to have a defense that is good enough to protect it because then you rely on Jimmy Garoppolo way too much. You don't want to get Jimmy Garoppolo into f- 28 and 30 point games. You want to win with Jimmy Garoppolo scoring 17 points. <laughs> scoring Twenty points in Vegas' defense. I don't. They're not nearly good enough to do that right now. And that's the terrifying part about Jimmy Garoppolo uh, going to the Raiders. It's not the fact that he and my, uh, Josh McDaniels won't see eye to eye, or that he doesn't know how to use them. It it truly does come down in my mind to Jimmy Garoppolo and how many points he's going to have to score and can he do it? Because their offensive line is going to have questions, and so is uh, their defense.
1: Sorry, I'm distracted here watching NFL live and Adam Schefter just walked off the set and is walking around in the background talking on his phone. Well,
0: that might have something to do with the Aaron Rodgers news or there's just a there's a heck of a lot of um signings that are coming down because Hargrave is, is one and that's a big one. So is the Jimmy Garoppolo move, which is probably the second the biggest move right now. But uh, I mentioned that San Francisco finds this money in their couch cushions, right? Mm-hmm. Given given Hargrave 4 years 84 million with 40 million guaranteed, so do the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember, they didn't. They opted not to franchise tag Orlando Brown at left tackle or Andrew Wiley, their right tackle. And Wiley ended up signing a deal, a short deal, three years, twenty-four million to reunite with Eric Bieniemy in Washington with the Commanders. Uh, Bieniemy now their offensive coordinator. But what Kansas City goes out and does is they go and they sign Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville, a Pro Bowl right tackle. Who's just twenty five years old, and they give him a four year, eighty million dollar deal, yeah. sixty million guaranteed. They're finding ways because look, they know they know where their bread's buttered. They're going to be paying Patrick Mahomes a, a butt ton of money. They got a half billion dollars invested in him. You have to protect him, but they go out and they get a Pro Bowl right tackle in Taylor. And this is the interesting part for me. Do you? They have to re, they have to replace both of their tackles. What I found fascinating is that. They're saying we're just going to flip him from the right tackle to the left t- tackle spot, while he's just 25 years old. But that is like speaking a different language. Yeah, that I mean, it truly is like speaking a different language. And in fact, I, I was talking, um, I, I was talking to Max Unger this past weekend about this very thing. Former NFL center. We we were talking about offensive line play, and he was saying that like the, the question was asked to him. How about flipping what 's the what 's the biggest difference in flipping you know going from the right stuff he 's like dude that 's those guys that can do that are freaks yeah. and it 's really a, a tough thing to do. Think about everything that you 're trained to do from your your pass set to where where your hands are are in your hand placement is okay just where your eyes go pre snap from one side to to the other like everything about this changes. This is a very difficult change that they 're going to ask Taylor to do, and it really is incredible because Taylor was a left tackle in college that they moved over to the right side. Very similar to what Penne Sewell did, right? He mm-hmm. goes from Oregon to Detroit. And if they have that faith that they can move him from one side to the other, I mean, this is a gamble that's gonna be that's gonna pay pay off in spades if it works out for him. Yeah. But you also have to remember that the this isn't the first time that this has happened with the, with the uh, Chiefs themselves. Because even if it doesn't work out and they have to move him over to the right tackle position, they've already played and won a Super Bowl with uh, Patrick Mahomes and his right tackle being better than his left tackle when he had Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher over there. Remember that? like if They've done this unconventionally, and Andy Reid, this guy's evaluation of offensive linemen, I trust it. I trust it, but they're going to move. Apparently, they're going to move him from right tackle over to left, uh, and give him a a ton of money to go and play that position. So um, that that move was made. We also like a lot of things are just really small moves right now, um, and we don't have a ton of free agents. The one thing to keep an eye on is the Philadelphia Eagles and what that looks like their roster moving forward. Because Hargrave is already off the board. Remember, they've got, I think, like the, the 12 or 13 uh, free agents, including Isaac Samalo, and he's already been linked to the Chicago Bears. And if they're going to try to retool that offensive line after they made the trade for the number one overall pick, they're going to go all in now that they have DJ Moore as a wide receiving threat. They are going to try to bolster that offensive line and protect Justin Fields. A novel concept um but Seumalo has been linked to the Chicago Bears there's been nothing reported that that's a, a done deal um, I saw that right after a report that Andrew Wiley was was connected to the Bears. And guess what? He's going to the Commanders. He's not even going to Chicago at all. But um, as it stands right now, uh, the, the moves that we do have, Jimmy G going to the Raiders on a three-year, $67 million deal. Uh, Mike White has gone from New York, the Jets, to Miami on a two-year, $16 million deal, which is probably a pretty good indicator right there that they feel confident that that Aaron Rodgers is going to be there if they're letting their quarterbacks just kind of walk away. You've got uh, Hargrave and Wiley, Taylor, which we've already talked about, and then the Denver Broncos have been very active today. They go, and the report came out early this morning, they're willing to part with any and all of their wide receivers. That is, like, they're saying, we need a hard reset with everything that was going. And I wonder if that has a little bit to do with Russell Wilson kind of losing those guys' trust after being the coach-slash-quarterback. Yeah. and going hard reset, but they go out and they get Mike McGlinchey from the 49ers on five years, $87 million. They've got a right tackle. They go and they get uh, Baltimore's guard, Ben Powers, to get another starting offensive lineman. They go to find a backup quarterback for Russell Wilson. And we talk about leaning the opposite direction, right? Last year, Nathaniel Hackett allows Russ to bring his personal quarterback coach into the building and his you know personal trainer and nutritionist into the building. Sean Payton goes and signs a backup quarterback in Jarrett Stidham, who's childhood friends with Denver's quarterback's coach, Davis Webb. <laughs> Davis Webb is the is, is quarterback's coach for the Broncos. Yeah. They brought in Jarrett Stidham, who's his childhood friend. They've been they've been uh friends since high school. <laughs> so Well, I guess we're playing favorites with the backup now in
1: Denver. I guess they won five million dollars a year to be the backup. That's not too shabby.
0: That's not bad at Oh, not too shabby. So there's your update. We're going to have a lot more on this, including uh, all eyes on Rodgers and what it means that Jimmy G has already made his move uh, to the Raiders. We know that Derek Carr last week, he he made it official going to the New Orleans Saints. Aaron Rodgers being the last domino to fall, he's the biggest one. What does that mean for some other teams around the NFL? And uh, what if he does say... What if he does say, I'm just going to hang it up, as Adam Schefter reported uh, uh, throughout the weekend and, and today reiterated it. Rodgers is down to the Jets or retirement. And that's about it. Wow. Yep. All right. So we'll keep you up to uh, uh, up to date on all that stuff. Uh, where we got to go next? The Blazers road tip ends on a three-game skid. Here's Rust with SportsCenter. Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader,
2: 1080,
0: The Fan. All right, we'll talk with Danny Morang coming up in a few minutes from now. Uh, Blazers lose 127 110 in New Orleans last night to wrap up their road trip. Their six game roadie, which is going to be a tough one to begin with, uh, two and four, and are on a three game losing streak. That three game losing streak pushes them all the way down to 13th in the Western Conference. And they won't go any lower, uh, because math, but I mean, those with San Antonio is an absolute dumpster fire as, as are the, um, Houston Rockets, they're actively not trying to win games. And, uh, the Blazers in fact have twice as many wins <laughs> as Houston does. So think of it in those terms. um, But last night, it was a little bit different because Damian Lillard, obviously not playing with that calf injury, um, already put you behind the eight ball. And then what we saw is this is what happens when, one, your your team is not great, and two, this is the results of it's hard to be on a six-game road trip. How often do we see this with teams... On the end of extended road trips, we see good teams that are lethargic, and this is a team that not not is is not complete and was missing their franchise player in Lillard. And obviously, um, you don't have the highest of hopes. But then Nurk only plays ten minutes, and he leaves the game. Jeremy Grant got, gets poked in the eye in the first quarter. Of that thing, and you're like, okay, this is going to be a you, like you immediately knew, this is going to be one of those games. And I said it last, all last week. Danny has been saying this pre All Star break, that six game road trip was going to be whether the 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 tipping point for the Blazers. Are we going to go after it? Or are we going to push the chips in?
2: Mm-hmm. That's
0: what it felt like last night as we saw it happen, and. Just the capper on top, uh, Trey Murphy has a career-high 41. That's great.
1: It's always somebody against the Blazers.
0: That's right. Uh, That's right. It wasn't CJ, though. (laughs) It's not going to be CJ. But, you know, this has kind of been the story of of the Trail Blazers all year long. You get a guy back in Anthony Simons in that Philly game over the weekend, and then it's one step forward. And quite literally last night, it was two steps back with Dame not playing and Nurk only going 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, And and this is where we will see, I think, the Blazers are going to be out of pushing for that spot. Uh, We know New Orleans is going to be pushing for it. We know that uh, the Lakers are. And it feels like the end. It feels like the end. And when you get cooked by Trey Murphy um, in in that game and you, you wrap up that trip two and four, look, Damian Lillard said it himself you know, pushing to that four seed and realistically there's still only three games out of seventh, right? And that's what they're, but when you realistically look at it, when Lillard said, you know, why push and strive for the four and five seed when at the end of the day, are, are you good enough to win a championship? Right. This team really needs to focus on how they get to that point. And where does that happen? Where's the best path for that to happen? And we're going to we're going to see the <laughs> top of the draft because either you get a player, or you end up shipping that uh, pick off to somewhere to try to make a larger package um, in a trade, and that's one of the good things that they do have is they have the Knicks' first round pick this year, and if they're in the lottery, their pick does not convey to the Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. and so they will have potentially two first round picks this year um, that that we'll see what happens, whether it's keeping a guy or making a package palatable enough for somebody else to take.
1: It's just unfortunate that it's still taken this long into the season to realize what we all saw coming, you know, a mm-hmm. couple of months ago. Because, you know, like you said, Dame said trying to push for the 4 or 5 seed when you know you're not winning a championship. Yeah. You're having a trouble right now pushing for the 10 seed. Oh, absolutely. You know? So, I mean, yeah, it's it's time to just, it's time to cash in. Yeah. And I think,
0: like, you know, we had text 503-864-6326. Joe Cronin signed Nurkic, who's injured or mentally not into it for the most of the year. And then they have Winslow, who has a history of not being able to play throughout his career. Plus, he signed Peyton, who couldn't uh, wait to leave. How can this be considered a good GM? Well, um, the Nurkic deal was it was done because you're trying to move forward and and have a tradable contract, which we'll see if that is and how easy they can can get off of that. Um, but that would have been just another big hole to fill. And I know there's been a lot of people that have been critical of that one, and rightfully so, because of Nurk's uh, hmm, propensity to, I don't want to say disappear, but it's always a roller coaster, right? Yeah. What Nurk are you going to get on any given night? Yeah. And it may not be for long stretches, but things dramatically changed when the rumblings Around the NBA started to be around. The Blazers are trying to move Yus- Yusuf Nurkic. We we saw a decline in play, and then we saw an injury happen with his calf. Yes, okay, that is the that is very true. Um, Justice Winslow, you have now this this ankle injury that may, re- as Danny has said, may require you know the the this, uh, surgery even longer. He has had a an injury history, but he came in last year in minutes and, and gave you some some decent minutes. I'm a, I'm not totally off on that. You could move off of that. The Gary Payton one was a deal that did not work out. The mid-level, they used to use the mid-level on a guy that it seemed like a good deal at the time. And yeah. There wasn't a lot of people that were um, that were saying that's a bad move. But then he gets surgery right before he, <laughs> the season starts, and it all kind of unraveled from there. And you're right, he couldn't wait to leave. Those are three bad moves. And I, I've always been on... We don't know what Joe Cronin is because Joe Cronin spent his first six months untangling a disaster from Neil O'Shea. Yes. And that is a fact. And that is something that you sit there and you go, all right, you got to untangle the web and then we will see if he is a good GM or not. And now the rubber's going to meet the road this off season. And then we can start having those conversations because there is some legitimate flexibility, not just untangling a mess and trying to duct tape this thing together then we can make those determinate de- determinations right now. No, it's not a great start. You're going to miss the playoffs of back to back years. You're, you're sitting here in March and you're three games out of seventh. But the feeling is there's no chance that they make up that ground. Yeah. Three, you're three games out of seven. It might as well be 10 games. Might as well. It feels like a, feels like a mile because all season long, it has been one step forward two steps back. The top eight on this roster never played a single game together all season long. There's a lot of conclusions that you cannot come to, and now it is going to be, can they put it together this year? Because if they don't, it's not just the fans that are going to be out. Lillard's going to be out, too. You have that feeling about where this is heading. right? He has been so loyal to the Portland Trailblazers, to the organization, to the city, to the fan base, but it kind of feels like they need to, they absolutely 100% have to put a winner together or he's going to get to that to that point. And I wouldn't blame him. And that's not, he hasn't said that to anybody, but you just, it, there's like a sense around it that would anybody, anybody blame him at this point? If they don't make a massive swing this off season, yeah, that's why
1: there's and it has to be a massive swing. Yeah,
0: all right, let's try to get Danny on the on the phone. Three game skid, two and four on the road trip. Uh, Pelicans run them out of NOLA. What's going on on the injury front? What's going on with the rest of the season? As this was a big uh, tipping point for that Blazers season. Danny Dusty on the fan. All right, uh, we're going to try to catch up with Danny at the top of the hour because uh, w- we went over talking about the Blazers. Um, misery loves company, and the fan text line at 503-864-6326. Um, we're having good talks. <laughs> we have a lot of people uh, involved in this, so let's get to some of your um, feedback on it. Uh, 503-864-6326 um blah, 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 blah. time to showcase ant for the big big move coming this off season. we hope we hope and and that is that that is the case and this is one of those things that um you, you hopefully he stays healthy because that could be the worst thing is if he rolls his ankle again and all of a sudden that that's a little more one more knock on his his trade value is the ankle sprain that can continue to happen over and over and over again. If that continues, then um, that's just a little knock on it. Oh, over the top, no. No, but you want to maximize that value and see how much you can get. This text says, um, can we talk about Chauncey as he hasn't been good? There's been how many blown double-digit leads? Plus, just doesn't seem to be able to make the quick adjustments that need to be made at halftime or even in the moment. And... Uh, we can't talk about that because blowing double digit leads like a in a 21 point lead um by the way to the Philadelphia 76ers over the over the weekend that's a big lead to blow and you never want to be on the bad side of those and they were on the bad side of an NBA record of those amount of games i understand that frustration i truly truly do i think there's a lot of factors that do go into it because like you're sitting there and you're entering a gunfight with a knife and you can hold them off for a little bit, but they're going to find their target eventually. And that is where the flaws of this Blazers roster really are pronounced is that you can be good. I mean, they have five solid guys, right? Now I'm not going to say like great solid. You got a star. You've got a, a legitimate scorer in Anfernee Simons. You've got an elite defender in Matisse Thybul. you know, Yusuf Nurkic win healthy is a 7 foot 300 pound screening machine that can is a space eater on the defensive end of the floor. Well,
1: when healthy and when checked in.
0: When engaged. Yeah. Yeah. So, like those are those those are issues though. That once those guys leave and you lack size, you lack uh elite scoring off of the bench. You lack defense in your backcourt when when it is uh Dame and Ant there. You have these issues, and then look—the the injury bug biting Nasir Little so much over his career—that um, has been a detriment to his development. And I know that you know we have listeners like, "Hey, you need to get more minutes for Ant and in Nas, or excuse me, Shaden and Nas." I get that. I get you guys want to see them, mm-hmm. and and yes, we would love to. But we go over this—you know—it's like the spin cycle that we go over you need to evaluate Cam Reddish and and to a lesser extent Tybell for this short little term that you have them to make a determination on them. You have Nasir Little. He's going to be here. Yeah. And and to the shade and sharp thing, the dude has played the 10th most minutes of any rookie in the NBA. He's played in 67 games which is Damn near, I, I haven't seen anybody that has played any rookie that's played more games than him because when you look at it, uh, Paulo Banquero, Jabari Smith, Keegan Murray, uh, J- Jaden Ivey, Matherin in Indiana, uh, he's played 67 as well, uh, Matherin, and then Jalen Williams, Nembard of in, Indiana as well, and Walker Kessler in Utah. Those are the only guys that have played more minutes than Shaden Sharp, and there's only one in Matherin who has played in more games. Than Shaden Sharp. He is getting a lot of run, and I get it. It's like, hey, you know, they, they're they only getting in in blowouts. Well, last night's game was a blowout in the first quarter. Yes. <laughs> what are we doing? And that goes into the you only have so many reliable bodies that this team has on, on in top line, and that's where they get eaten up and those big leads uh, eventually get erased. It's frustrating, man. It is frustrating because it's an incomplete product right now. Um, and we'll see, we'll see where this goes. I am like, it feels like there's less optimism about direction than there has been in quite some time though. In quite some time. five zero three eight six four is the fan text line. All right, let's try to catch up with Danny. Uh, next this is Danny Dusty on the fan. How powerful is Cox internet?